peace and innumerable blessings. And welcome, 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 welcome back to the Spirituality and Motherhood podcast, where we reside in this sacred space where spirituality meets motherhood. In this space, we explore everything from how ancestral and earth-based spiritual paths and practices shape motherhood to how having spiritual gifts impacts your experience as a mother. My name is Jeanette Jackson, and I'm your hostess. I'm the mother of two boys, a hoodoo, a psychic, and a tree-talking lay herbalist. Thanks so much for being here. I hope this episode blesses you. Let's get a cracking. This episode, <laughs> if you clicked, you know what's going on. <laughs> I'm about to talk about these Celtic ancestors, oh mine, right? Being African-American, a lot of us have white ancestry, whether, you know, and it's not always, it's not always a good thing. It does not usually come from a good space, but these Celtic ancestors have shown up and they've been a blessing. And I'm going to share how I knew or how they revealed themselves to me, because I feel like throughout my life, they planted little seeds. The first seed being with me in high school. One of the assignments I was given was to write my family history. So that involved talking with my mom and my dad about stories, you know, where did people come from? What were they doing? How they get here? And one of the stories is there was a rumor of an Irish person on the line. And I'm like, what? What, mama? There's an Irish person? Anyway, so I, I knew something was, you know, there was something going on. Fast forward to my first trip in France. Because there was a time that I lived in the south of France. And it was a lovely time. I had so much fun. Anyway, so... It was very much the beginning of some sort of spiritual awakening for me. At the time, I was spending a lot of time working with spirits. So one of the things that would appear for me were Celtic goddesses. And at the time, I didn't put two and two together because I was just in France and I was having fun talking to spirits because I have fun talking to spirits. So all these Celtic goddesses started popping up. Danu popped up. I started looking into the Fae and all sorts of things. And eventually it got to the Black S ancestors, but it it took a very Celtic route. I was like, ooh, I wonder what Druids do. I, you know, maybe I'm studying to be a Druid. I want to talk to trees too. That was before I talked to trees. Anyway, so there was that. This trip in France, this trip in France and having a dream where I'm heading back into my body. I'm heading back into my body after doing my business in the dream world. And there's this whole line of male ancestors, including my father. And they're all like dapping each other. They're like waving. They're like, hey, you know, they're chilling. They they doing their thing. And it's just this, this white, 50-year-old white dude. And I'm like, who the hell is that? Why is he here? And like my dad's talking to him. So like, oh, you must be okay. <laughs> but anyway, I just come into my back, into my body. I'm like, what the hell is, let me write this down. Because at some point, this is going to make some sense, right? Right? Okay. And then back to where I was a few weeks ago and having a conversation with my therapist, who is, she's, she's British. 
but her people are Irish. And then having this sort of cross-pollinization moment where it's like, oh my God. And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry I didn't think of you as a Celt, but I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, so many things make sense. And then getting to a place where I'm sitting in front of my ancestor altar and there's ancestors being like, okay, so this is the woman. This is the woman. I vouch for her. She's my mother. And just being shown like an American tree. So understanding where the Irish American woman is, but also understanding further back where the French Celticness comes from, right? Because there were also Druids in France. And the Celts weren't just in Ireland. They were all over England. They were all over France. They were all over Europe. And then they got chased back into Ireland. At some point, I think they were over in, in Greece trying to conquer. So the Celts were a little everywhere. But the group that's like from Brittany, France, like that's north, north, mm, northwestern France, right? So that's the group. <laughs> And being able to feel that and feel that on the line and and feel them in, I'm outside of Paris, so that's not too far. And also have them, have them be vouched for by my Black-ass ancestors and also having them being very clear about why they're showing up now and what they're going to help me do. So it's been, it's been kind of, it's been interesting accepting that. <laughs> because being African-American, it's, you know, we talk so much about like, you know, my people are from the Congo. My people are Bantu people. My people are from the Ivory Coast. My people, blah, blah, blah. it's like, nobody's like, well, you know. <laughs> and I've always felt so kind of weird, this sort of tenuous relationship with my Blackness because I was socialized. I was socialized white. I, I remember my mom having this moment being like, well, you know, you look at her resume and you don't know she's black until she shows up. Like I was sent to these white ass private high school. I was like, even my college choice was, I looked at HBCUs, but there weren't enough men at the HBCUs I was looking at to be like, eh, because I went to a girl's school and I was like, I need some dudes. I can't be, you know what? If there's not any dudes, I just might as well go to a women's college. And that's what I did. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> but I was socialized pretty white. But um, being Afri African-American, we don't necessarily, there's a whole reason why, but, you know. But I have to say, my Black ass ancestors made it possible for me to even embrace having some Celtic ancestry. And being in France, my Black ass ancestors have shown up. The group from Benin, the group from the Ivory Coast, the group from the Congo, and even being specific. Okay, you know, Guadeloupe, right? Guadeloupe, okay. And then being out in the streets and having people look at me like, oh, okay, where are your people from? Your people from Guadeloupe? Oh, you you must be Guadeloupian. Like, I haven't said anything. And they are claiming me as one of their own. I'm like, this is ancestral. This is ancestral. You know, I would not be able to do that without them because I always felt like I felt tenuous connection to Blackness. And since being in France, they embraced me and allowed me to kind of understand, okay, so it's more than just Black-ass ancestors here. Um, but 
I have to say, this has been an interesting adventure. More which I'll tell, I'm going to tell like some broad strokes and I feel like I'll get more into it once the whole, I'm going through a divorce. So um, a divorce from a man with Celtic ancestry. (laughs) And that's a big, like, it's interesting because they're working in this situation. And the one thing that's been apparent to me is that the presence of the, these these ancestors has been very much about helping close out cycles of oppression and disconnection. Disconnection from land, disconnection from purpose, disconnection from, from self. And ancestry too, right? So their presence in the situation in the divorce that I'm in now is about closing a loop of oppression. And feeling myself in um, in the lifetime <laughs> where the ancestries cross between uh, myself and my ex, and seeing what went on there, and understanding like his ancestry and my ancestry is making sure that the situation is resolved, that it's closed, that from here on out. This line that I'm on is not going to go through these things anymore because that answer, that line, that line, that lifetime was not good. And the children that I am blessed with now were alive then and it was not good. So what happened at that lifetime is not going to happen this lifetime. And these Celtic ancestors have shown up to make sure that the situation is resolved. And boy, have they shown up. They've shown up with um, like guidance. Their gods have shown up. Um, and they've shown up in some ways where they have worked to be very respectful to the the African ancestors that I have. So it's, and it also has me shaking my head at like what whiteness has done to white people, what colonization has done to white people. Because just just hearing from them and being with them and understanding the importance of connection to your ancestry and connection to the earth and the local land spirits in terms of guiding your life purpose, in terms of making sure that you are in divine alignment, making sure that you are, you have the capacity, you have the capacity, the ability, the space, the know-how, the wisdom of how to take care of yourself and be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Just white supremacy and, and, and colonization to mess a lot of things up because people are disconnected from their ancestors and they're disconnected from their land. So they don't feel empowered to do the things that they need to do. But I will also say the relationship that we have to the land, it's important to have a certain amount of blood on it. I'm over here and there are nature, they're not just nature spirits because nature spirits are nice to me wherever I go, but there are land, there are like ancestral spirits on this land that I can't work with, but they recognize me because I have like a little bit of blood, but I don't have enough blood in the game to work with them. I didn't know 
at the time, but my ancestors have been have clarified a few things for me. I wasn't trying to work with them. It was interesting because they were like, hey, can you do this? I'm like, what? (laughs) They're like, we need somebody to do this in this region like yesterday. And then it's like they just kind of backed off. And, And these ancestors coming through being like, well, this is why they backed off. You didn't have the blood. So. And I say this also to say when people get like, you have to have the blood to work in certain traditions. You do. You do. Because if you don't have the blood, you don't have access to the spirits or the spirits will talk to you. But it's not in the same way as they would as they can, because those spirits are there to protect certain people. They're there to work with certain people because certain people have certain jobs on Earth. They have certain things to do on Earth so that Earth maintains a certain amount of harmony and balance. So if you don't have the blood to work with those spirits, those spirits, they can only do so much with you and through you. So I don't know what to say other than if somebody says you don't have the blood to work in something, you just don't and respect that and find out where your blood is and work with those spirits because those spirits are seeking you. Your spirits are seeking you. Wherever you are on earth, your spirits that work with you are seeking you. Your your honorable ancestors aligned with your highest best good are seeking you. They're seeking you to help you come back into balance, to do the things that you need to do, to end the cycles of oppression, of, of violence, of pain, of cruelty of disconnection, which is the root of all those things. Because if we were really connected to our ancestors, our ancestral spirits and the earth, we wouldn't need to do these things to ourselves or each other. We wouldn't be involved or engaged in these oppressive systems because we would have something else. So moving everybody all around the world, disconnecting them from their ancestry, their spirits, disconnecting people spiritually. It was very much intentional. So what you can do (laughs) to break the cycle is connect with Mother Earth. Pour libations of gratitude. Know the elements of the day and do an offering to the elements, right? Thank Mother Earth for your food. Wake up and just say thank you. Connect with your honorable ancestors. There are so many of our helpful dead seeking to end the cycles of oppression right now. And all we have to do is be open and do the work that we are asked to do. And know even if the work is hard, is tiresome, is painful, we are supported. We are supported by dead. We do not even know we have, but are there loving us and supporting us through. We are supported by earth spirits that we know not of, but are helping us and supported through. We are anchored by divine entities, gods that are bound to our people, like are, are specifically for our people that are helping us through. We can do it. We just need to do the work. So this has basically been the essence of what having Celtic ancestry has taught.
taught me. It taught me that I needed to be in France. It taught me that I had the mother I had so that I would end up in this situation because this crap on the line that I'm in needs to end. It taught me that I am so supported in ending it and that I'm not the only one seeking to break cycles of pain, of disconnection, of tomfoolery and fuckery. It is not just me. There are a lot of other women out here doing this work. There's a lot of other men out here doing this work. And there's like a rack of dead and lots of spirits being like, okay, okay, you know, let's stop. Because Mother Earth in many ways has said, you know, it's time to stop. So um, I feel like that is what needed to be said. (laughs) I had notes and then I went left. But it feels like that's what needed to be said. So I'm going to say thank you for listening. Um, I do have another episode in the pipes. But I'm going to slow down because I'm going through a divorce. And even though there are a lot of spirits working with me and through me, there's a lot of there's a lot of things being processed. There's a lot of things being processed. And it's also kind of crazy. This is not fun. This is crazy stuff. But it needed to be done, right? It needed to be done. Lord Jesus. So... If you want to support this podcast, feel free to shoot me a line at Jeanette, J-E-A-N-N-E-T-T-E, at Spirituality and Motherhood Podcast, uh, com. <laughs> With any questions you may have, topics you'd like me to cover, you can also hit me up at Instagram at Spirituality underscore Motherhood underscore pod. Or... Um, catch me over at Twitter at jlancian 77 and just let me know if there's anything you would like me to discuss. The next episode will be most likely on trauma and intuition because a lot of us, a lot of us, let me, let me not project my crap on you. Some of us, namely me, <laughs> gained the ability to be intuitive through trauma But as you continue to heal, it's important to understand how to discern the information that you're receiving, because it's been kind of crazy over here. There's all the the, the spirits of discernment have been on my head. They're like, girl, I'm like, no, no. Is it the ammonia or is it the spirits? I don't know. Anyway. So, but there's also somebody else I need to to reach back out to for an interview because she popped up in a dream. And I, I was like really hot for our interview. Like we had everything outlined out. I'm like, ooh, 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 let's talk, let's talk, let's do it. And then and then the hammer dropped and I was like, Lord Jesus, I can't make it. So <laughs> hopefully we'll get that one soon because that's gonna be a juicy conversation. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. And I cannot wait to share with you again soon. Stay blessed. Peace.